Right then, you lovely people. It's time for episode 29 of a show I like to call Near Perfect Pitch. You like indie, you like alternative, you like college, you like Britpop, you like good music, you don't like the dross that's on normal radio, you have an inclination towards radio stations such as BBC Radio 6, KEXP, stations of cachet who don't play the usual rubbish. I'm very happy to have you. I'll give you a rundown of what you can uh, expect to hear in the next three hours. So it's the first time that you've listened to the programme. Try and put out uh, a show every week consisting of uh, at least 30 songs and uh, in all but a couple of occasions uh, a guest uh, interview. And in this case, delighted to have uh, Helen Walker from the Nearlies, from England's beautiful northwest. And uh, we'll be uh, getting into more detail with regards to the Nearlies. Next episode, delighted to be talking to uh, Dan Bitt, ex of Chumbawamba, talking about his new project. A new American citizen, I believe, living in the Pacific Northwest via Burnley in Leeds. Not many people can uh, have that claim to fame. New release-wise, what we got? Let's have a scroll through my really crude notes here. Some new stuff from uh, Sophie Barker, which is rather good. Uh, some new stuff from Sone. Uh, more from the new Blue Aeroplane's uh, latest release, which is brand, brand spanking new. As I mentioned, we're going to hear uh, some tracks uh, by the Nearlies to surround the interview, which will be housed at the end of the programme, which it always is. Interviews are always at the end of uh, episodes of Near Perfect Pitch. And uh, we've got some, re- well, not some, we've got a request. And uh, we've got the usual features. We've got our uh, essential wax. And this week it is... The inimitable Echo and the Bunnymen with uh, with Ocean Rain. Uh, we have Tinterweb Time. We have our obligatory fall ah oh, track of the week, and we have uh, a, a nice little website to uh, tell you about from uh, my internet travels this week, and that's our Tinterweb Time feature. Nearperfectpitch.com is where you need to go, and we'll kick things off with this because it just seems so so appropriate. <laughs> I've been going out with a girl, her name is Julie But last night she said to me when we were watching telly This is what she said She said, listen John, I love you But there's this bloke I fancy I don't want to two-time you So it's the end for you and me Cool and trendy But I know he's a moron Gordon, 
She's a tart, he's very cheap She is a slut, he thinks he's tough She is a bitch, he is a puff Yeah, yeah, it's not fair Yeah, yeah, it's not fair I'm so upset I'm so upset, I'm so upset Yeah, yeah I ought to smash his face in Yeah, but he's bigger than me, isn't it?
That's the superb trash can Sinatras from Irvine, Scotland. That's their first single. And it's also off their first album, as you'd probably be able to surmise, on Go Disc Records. And uh, that was a beautiful, beautiful introduction to, I think, a band who have been phenomenally consistent over the course of about 26 years of output. Um, they were label mates of uh, the Lars at the time, uh, and uh, probably second only to the Lars, probably sold the most records uh, for, the, for the label, aside from uh, the Beautiful South. Um, who were doing rather well at the time. Obscurity knocks, and again, that's uh, on Go Discs Records from uh, their debut record called Cake, the Trash Can Sinatra's released in 1990. And before that, um, we heard Jilted John from 1978, a Martin Hannett produced epic that. Um, has resonated uh, with me over the years and uh, I put a frivolous post on my own personal Facebook stuff this week and it it, uh, impelled a lot of uh, fun banter so I thought I'd play it. So essentially uh, Jilted John was a project of a a Mancunian chap called Graham Fellows who has since gone on to uh, have uh, TV programmes and a a persona uh, called John Shuttleworth, rather funny stuff but uh, in 1978 this was a bit of a groundbreaker Guess who's with him? Yeah, Julia. So superb stuff. Uh, not a bad way to kick off a, a programme, me thinks. Coming up next, we're going to go to Perth, Australia, and we're going to hear uh, a band, an outfit called Methyl Ethel. Uh, the new record, uh, well, the latest record is called uh, Oh, Inhuman Spectacle. It's, uh, it's not mega, mega new. It's from uh, 2015. Uh, and this is a track we're going to hear called uh, Idefix.
from the Lido LP uh, from 1992 on 2Pure Records. That is uh, Faith Healers, and uh, it's pronounced th- the Faith Healers because they've dropped the E of uh, of the the. So that makes it a, a nightmare for uh, category filing in uh, in what would have been an old uh, record and, uh, and music shop. Don't Jones me. That's uh, from the, from the record, and uh, that is. Uh, from uh, from Lido, as I mentioned, the first of two records on uh, the Two Pure record label. And before we heard uh, Faith Healers, we heard Emperor of Ice Cream from Ireland from their second of three singles on Blow Disc Records from 1994. Um, we heard Skinning It Up, a B-side of the... Um, crikey, I'm just going to try and fumble for the record here. What was it? Oh, the A-side, yeah, it was William, of course. And uh, they, they did release a record, I'm led to believe, but it never actually uh, saw release. And one of the three singles there, the third of, of the bunch, was particularly hard to get. And uh, I've been trying for many, many years to try and find that elusive record, uh, the full length, uh, having no luck at all. Uh, but that was Emperor of Ice Cream with Skinning It Up. And before that, uh, we heard E-Day Fix by uh, Methyl Ethel from Australia. And if you want to find out more about Methyl Ethel, you can go to uh, Methyl ethel.bandcamp.com where you can learn more and also buy the record that I just played Whew. so how many songs are we in? I think we're about five or six songs into the programme um, you can expect to hear uh, coming up uh, hopefully and I always use the words uh, you know, hopefully or probably or I, I, I intend to but uh, some sheer taffs some blue aeroplanes Sophie Barker we're going to hear some charlatans coming up quite soon some smiths some wonder stuff uh, the school uh, a nice little heart back, some magic roundabout uh, acid trip with uh, with the bad man. Lots of good stuff, essentially. So do stay tuned, do stay logged in, do keep streaming or whatever the heck you refer to it as nowadays. Here is the next track. Cast aside this ship is sailing. Cast aside the sea is roaring Greater shore soon Cast aside in a sea of longing The tide is calling
Tonight is the night 
1990, that's the Happy Mondays, and that's our uh, cover version of the week. Uh, and that is their rendition of John Congos's uh, Tokolache Man, which uh, was released originally in 1972. Uh, the premise of the cover version was to participate in a 39-track double LP, double CD entitled Rubaiyat, released on Electra Records, whereby current Electra artists were encouraged to... Uh, Pick a song from uh, the past roster by other artists on the Electra label and uh, do a cover version. So the Happy Mondays uh, got into a bit of a John Congos uh, and uh, they they uh, stumbled upon said track. Uh, but they also liked uh, He's Gonna Step On You Again, which ultimately became uh, uh, the the meat and potatoes of their Step On track. And then they, uh, they, they opted to have the Tokoloshe man appear on this record and take Step On as their own. And uh, the rest is history because, you know... Uh, how, how large that particular single got uh, and how much acclaim it received. Uh, the ruby is a stone of telepathy. Prized as talisman and divinatory tool, it dispels nightmares when placed under a pillow and guards against storms if touched to the four outside corners of a house. The alumina of its bloodline projects, ra- projects rather than receives energy, a double refraction that, according to arcane law, harmonically vibrates to the note E. Are you learning something? An E for Electra. There you go. She of the seven Pleiades, daughter of Oceanus, mother of the Harpies, the bright and brilliant one, a muse transformed four decades ago to celebrate music, that most mind-reading of arts. Shall I go on? Uh, A record label... It's hardly as important as the artisans who give it reason for being. Yet, with few exceptions, it helps to bridge the chasm between creative impulse and realisation, offering continuity with an oversoul and family tree all, all of its own. An emotional geography spread over time, place and sheer chance. It stands like a great centre of trade at the crossroads of inspiration and commerce, merging in a marketplace of ideas 
our town, folks move in, folks move out, humming and hymning life's soundtrack. Great little compilation. I'll correct myself. Great big compilation. Um, and it features the likes of uh, The Cure, Tracy Chapman, um, 10,000 Maniacs, Billy Bragg, uh, Howard Jones, John Zorn, uh, and even Metallica and, uh, and the Pixies. So that is uh, an explanation of uh, the cover version of the week. And prior to hearing the uh, Happy Mondays tune, we heard uh, brothers Jez and Andy, the Williams brothers, who were uh, two-thirds of dubs, who, uh, after their introduced hiatus, Jimmy Goodwin has uh, a solo record out, which is well-documented, and I've played tracks from that in in the past. Uh, I think it's the first time I've played anything by, uh, by Black Rivers, which is... Uh, the Williams Brothers uh, uh, band uh, may be ongoing, I'm not sure, because no one is definitively sure as to whether Doves will reform again or not. But that's from their self-titled, self-titled debut uh, from uh, 2014 on Ignition Records. And uh, that's a song called The Ship That We Heard. And of course, before that, we heard uh, Don't Jones Me by the Faith Healers from their first LP called Lido. Now it's time for The Charlatans. And you black out on me Moving into the light now You don't exist Coming out of the bad times, baby Coming out of the bad times, baby Moving into the light You're gonna see me Land on the sun On the street and you blew my day Coming up and you blackout on me Coming up and you blackout on me Seen it coming for years and you've this away
that's rather superb duke spirit and that's a track called hands taken from uh, their fourth lp uh, from last year from uh, mid 2016 entitled kin and that's a single called uh, hands and uh, nlp track obviously to boot um up to our hips was uh, the fifth of uh, 12 charlatan's records it came out in 1994 on the uh, beggar's banquet label and we heard uh, the last track off the album inside looking out uh, and before that we heard uh, Man" by happy mondays it's now time for our obligatory fall off track and uh, to those of you who don't know maybe you're listening for the first time and uh, if that is the case i encourage you to revisit uh, the previous 28 episodes where i endeavor to uh, well employ very little repetition unless there's a request i try i try not to play uh, the same song and i try and be as diverse as humanly possible over the course of each program uh trying to strike a happy medium of uh, introducing uh, the listenership you lot to uh, new stuff whilst uh, keeping happy with uh, tracks that are familiar and tracks that you want to hear and that is uh, the bane of most people's uh, existence who are curating music over the radio over podcasts or any other means. Trying to keep everybody happy all the time is an impossibility, but I endeavour to keep those of you with taste happy. And that's my primary objective. Nearperfectpitch.com is very much alive and kicking as a uh, website that articulates all the ways and means by which you can listen to the programme. iTunes, uh, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, or via ckcufm.com, which is where I record the programme on a weekly basis. I'm sitting here on the Sabbath in the morning, and uh, I am recording this show, hopefully, and have it uploaded by end of day today. That is my plan. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at NearPerfPitch. You can uh, do the same thing on Instagram at NearPerfectPitch. You can uh, also see the activity uh, that I post on a daily basis on uh, the Facebook page, Near Perfect Pitch. Please spread the word, uh, as I mention, as I try to mention and remind people that uh, I do this flying by the seat of my pants on a weekly basis whereby I take some intermittent notes during the course of the week uh, and then find time to book a studio um, and then play you a load of songs and hopefully be able to uh, give you some information that is, is beyond perhaps the ordinary and uh, I do my best with absolutely no resources save for my own records. So if you can spread the word and you enjoy it, I'd be very grateful because I revel in being able to uh, showcase brilliant music that I of course have nothing to do with. I just showcase it and curate it, but I want to share it with as many people as humanly possible, ideally. Anyway, so it's time for our uh, obligatory fall R track, and this is from uh, 2013 on Cherry Red Records from the Remainderer EP. This is the title track.
words. In words. moments to email me at uh, nearperfectpitch at gmail.com asking for that song and I dutifully delivered that uh, British Sea Power uh, from their Valhalla dance floor LP from from 2013 and uh, that's a song called Who's in Control thanks James mate hope you enjoyed that one and hope you all did as well because uh, they are a band to be reckoned with and there is a new LP announced that uh, there's going to be a new uh, British Sea Power LP in March and I will uh, almost guaranteed be playing you uh, stuff from that as soon as it uh, drops I think that's popular vernacular isn't it 
drops. Um, and before we heard British Sea Power, we heard our obligatory fall. Ah, oh, track of the week, and that's uh, the Remainderer from the Remainderer EP released about uh, three years ago on the, the Cherry Red record label. How to Operate with a Blow Mind was the first album for uh, big beat merchants, uh, the Low Fidelity All Stars. Uh, the first of six LPs on the, the Skint label. Um, and we're going to hear the title track right now. Never ride the lonely road, above all at sundown, for dusk is when the little men melt into the mountains, melt into the mountains, melt into the mountains. <laughs> Taking the Lord's name in vain, some stepping out on the streets again, some tortured by demons, wing beasts and carriers. The air is alive with dagger and poisons. Two stars. Four smoothing these spheres. You and I both know the streets are paved with fears. Mental fog, big as a man killer dog. London lives up its arse. These horrors have surely come to pass. I'm twitching and sweating on the front line. This man's a, a monster. He's a monster in his own time. He's a monster. Oh, no, 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 no. And dagger and poison yeah. fall, we're falling. No yeah. carnage rule. To search your heart yeah. and tear it apart, no. rip it apart. To yeah. hide your head in fear. Yeah. It's all around here. Yeah. Crack, you're under attack. Reality 24-7, 24-7. 
flapping like a trap bird. And the 7-Eleven. Let me see, man, you're on worst enemy. People's hopes and fears. Now they've People's hopes and dreams. Now they've So out of reach to me.
Hope you enjoy that one. That's uh, a remix version of uh, a Spotlight Kid track called Budge Up. And um, the remix was done by Deep Cut. Now, Deep Cut is essentially a chap called um, Matt Flint. And Matt Flint used to be the front the front man of the Shoegaze Outfit Revolver in the 1990s. They were on Hut Records and had an output of a couple of uh, LPs. The second LP was an LP proper called uh, Cold Water Flat. The first one was a, uh, a compilation, uh, ostensibly for the American audience, which compiled their first three singles uh, as an LP called Babies Angry. Uh, and Matt Flint is in Deep Cut. They have two studio records uh, as Deep Cut, uh, entitled uh, My Thoughts Light Fires. That was released in 2009 on uh, the Club AC30 record, and similarly on the same label, a couple of years later in 2011, Disorientation was released. This particular album is called Versions, and um, it is uh, Deep Cut lending their mixing talents to the likes of Ringo Death Star, uh, Exit Calm, uh, Velochrome, Blindness, and if you go to the following page, uh, thedeepcut.bandcamp.com, you will see this, and it is a free download. Don't know how or why, because it's got a, a £15 uh, price tag attached to it. However, you can download it for now, and I highly recommend doing so. Uh, whether you pay for it or otherwise, get, get a copy of it. Uh, all 11 tracks are suitably brilliant in terms of uh, Matt Flint, uh, a.k.a. Deep Cup, adding his touch to uh, the 11 tracks concerned. And before that, we heard uh, the title track uh, from How to Operate with a Blow Mind by Low Fidelity All-Stars. And that uh, is on Skint Records and uh, British Sea Power before that. So we've heard 13 songs thus far. I reckon they're all rather good. Um, and I'm going to hopefully continue that trend, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, as a kid growing up uh, uh, in the UK, um, the Magic Roundabout was very much a part of uh, childhood cultural fibre, uh, and that manifests itself, itself in, uh, in uh, teenage, young adult, and all the way through to adulthood, uh, a real infatuation with this, with this programme. And I'll give you a brief history about it. it uh, kids' TV back home was usually nestled between you know, half past three and half past five, uh, and uh, programmes were as short as uh, two minutes all, and uh, the usual format was about five minutes. Anyway, the Magic Roundabout uh, was originally a French um, uh, kids' programme called Le, Le Manège Enchanté. Uh, it was created in 1963 by a chap called uh, Serge Dano, uh, aided and assisted by a chap called uh, Iverwood and Iverwood's French wife, uh, Josiane. Um, the series uh, broadcast between 64 and 71 on uh, ORTF TV, uh, and it made its debut in the UK uh, at about the same time, about 1967, I believe. Uh, and it was overdubbed by um, a chap called Eric Thompson, who literally uh, designated his own storyline to, uh, to to the images and, and, the, and the moving images. Uh, and, and I'll give you a bit of a detail with regards to the English, English language version. Um, it was especially uh, distinct from the French version. I'm getting this from Wikipedia, by the way, in that the, the narration was in, uh, entirely new and created by Eric Thompson from just the visuals, as I mentioned, uh, and not remotely based upon the script. A former BBC employee interviewed on the BBC Radio in 2008 maintained that the original contract 
contract with the French owners did not include the scripts that accompanied the original animations, contrary to BBC assumptions. The BBC, instead of making a further payment to acquire the scripts, which would have required translation, decided to commission its own version without access to the original French and the English language version therefore bears no resemblance to it. So the English version was a subliminal acid trip, for, for want of a better explanation. Everything from, uh, well, I'm not even going to get into it. Look it up and find out for yourself. YouTube is littered with lots of uh, footage from uh, the Magic Roundabout. And in 1990, the Badman released this based around the theme tune. Out of this world. Look, I'm not easily frightened by this. Caught like uh, dramatic moments, man. Then I thought, perhaps I'm dreaming. <laughs> but then, then I heard something else.
Elephant Record recording artists. The School, Welsh Jingle Jangle Indie Popsters, uh, The School. Uh, learn more about uh, The School at um, theschoolband.com. That's where you can find out anything and everything that pertains to this wonderful band that have uh, three full lengths out to date. And um, this particular song was from their first LP. And I'm just trying to figure out when that was released. Uh, maybe I should just pick up the record and have a look at it. But it's from their first record entitled uh, Loveless Unbeliever. Uh, Unbeliever, crikey. And um, that's the first track um, called Let It Slip. And before we heard uh, the pop sensibilities of the school, we heard, uh, of course... The Smiths, Sweet and Tender, Hooligan, and before that we heard The Bad Man from 1991, and uh, an homage, a tribute uh, to The Magic Roundabout, the programme that was all 500 and something episodes of it, and that's on City Beat Records, uh, and it's entitled Magic Style, and uh, to remind you, we heard the Deep uh, deep Cut uh, remix of Spotlight Kid, it's uh, Budge Up from uh, the uh, free LP that I told you you could source on uh, thedeepcut.bandcamp.com. There you have it. Coming up next, Milltown Brothers.
from 1989. That's Arclight by Loop, and that's on Situation 2 Records. Uh, I'm not sure if that uh, particular single appeared on any LP. In fact, I'm I'm almost positive it didn't, and just was a a standalone single. And before the Loop track, we heard something relatively new from uh, Blackburn's uh, The Milltown Brothers. Uh, Their first record, Slinky, uh, I think most of you uh, will have heard of uh, that particular record. Valve, in 93, didn't do an awful lot. Uh, a self-release uh, entitled Rubber Band uh, arrived with a whimper, really, and was very, very hard to source in 2004. Uh, a best-of compilation came out um, uh, towards uh, the end of 2009 in an unofficial capacity, uh, i.e. not endorsed by the band. And then they self-released Long Road in 2015. And uh, it's a great little album, and you can go to uh, miltownbrothers.com to uh, to find out more about it. And uh, that's by uh, the usual culprits, the brothers that constitute uh, the Milltown Brothers. And uh, let's see what, what I did before that, try and get up to date. Oh, yeah, of course, The School, uh, from uh, their first record on Elephant Records. Um, and that was Let It Slip. Not a bad array thus far. Um it's kind of time for this. Yep, that hyper-annoying sound um, means it's Tinterweb time on uh, on the programme, and, and all Tinterweb time is, is just me recommending a website for you to visit. In this particular instance, I've just become chums with this uh, individual. Um, uh, he's in Germany. And um, Timmy has a site called Don't Be Real, Be Postmodern. And uh, the site is uh, a new music blog dedicated to postmodern, a show on MTV Europe in the early 90s. And it was a damn good show, I'll have you know. Postmodern was essentially a weeknight version from the legendary show 120 Minutes. And he's gone to painstaking lengths to uh, compile video and, and music footage as I'm just scrolling down the, the first uh, page here. Uh, I'm, I'm particularly drawn by uh, Big Balloon by Dutch Uncles. Uh, amongst other acts uh, on on the page. Wonderful array here, and and a lot of work's gone into compiling a lot of, uh, perhaps, tunes that you've forgotten about or uh, had no way of knowing about. Have a look at it and have a little dig through. He's gone to a lot of trouble here, and uh, I'll be talking to him later this weekend, actually, about uh, the ins and outs of maybe doing some uh, cross-linking to the show because he seems to have quite a large following and he is based in Germany. So to remind you, um, Timmy, that's T-I-M-M-I hyphen X dot blogspot dot C-A, Canadian URL of all things, um, you can uh, check the show notes in uh, any of the usual repositories because I always put uh, any pertinent links uh, in the show notes that you can then uh, support the bands concerned accordingly. There you have it. We're going to Norway now. We're going to hear some uh, Magnet, a.k.a. Evan Johansson. Oh, 
dance floor belter. That is by uh, Sheer Taft. That's Cascades, released in uh, 1990 on Creation Records. And uh, if you seem to remember from uh, last show, episode uh, 28, played a track by a new outfit called The Method One, who is uh, essentially Thomas Taft, who is Sheer Taft and who is Sheer. So we heard last uh, show, we heard 21st Century Fox by The Method One, and this show we heard uh, harping back to 1990, as I mentioned, Cascades by Sheer Taft, a beauty. You were treated to your second hat-trick of the show, actually. And uh, preceding Cascades by Sheer Taft, we heard from uh, Jane Weaver's latest, uh, an eighth studio record, formerly uh, of uh, Kill Laura and Misty Dixon, Jane Weaver, born in Liverpool, mainly based in Manchester, on the uh, the Twisted Nerve uh, label and the sub-label that she runs uh, called Bird Records. Anyway, I'm digressing somewhat. We heard a song called The Argent, and uh, Jane Weaver is uh, just one of those artists that you have to keep reminding yourself not just how prolific she is, but how consistently good she is, anything that she lends her hand to. So hopefully that has swayed some of you to go out and buy some Jane Weaver. Um, There's been lots of collaborations with Jane Weaver with Manchester Acts, such as Badly Drawn Boy, Alfie, um, and uh, Doves to mention uh, just a few. And before that, we started with uh, Where Happiness Lives, uh, a gentleman called uh, Evan Johansson, uh, a.k.a. Magnet. Uh, Magnet, they have five, he has five uh, records out. That was uh, from the debut entitled Quiet and Still, Where Happiness Lives, and the latest offering uh, by Magnet was released uh, about five years ago called Therafluid. And uh, a very good record that is too. All all of uh, Evan Johansson's work is suitably brilliant, and I encourage you to. Uh, well, you can travel before you buy nowadays, can't you? So you can go to your Spotify's and your Opadopolis's and dot coms and all that, and, and have a listen, uh, and see if there's even more reason to buy Evan Johansson's material. I'm sure there is. Um, and that was the hat trick. And coming up next, we're going to play uh, something for Martin of the Flatmates, who we spoke to last week. Uh, uh, Reminded that this week's interview. Is, uh, is Helen Walker of The Nearlies, and that's coming up uh, very, very soon towards the end of the programme. We're more than two-thirds of the way through episode 29. And don't forget, next week we've got uh, ex-Chumbawamba member uh, and uh, artist in his own right, very much so, uh, Dan, but uh, Dan but No Bacon's going to be on the show next week. I'll be chatting with him tomorrow and be able to uh, present that to you in the next programme. So here's a dedication for Martin of the Flatmates uh, from 19... Uh, sorry, actually, it's from Martha's uh, self-titled debut. It's called uh, 1978, Smiling Politely.
sudden shores You're caught in my heavy storms Harbors the blackest thoughts in to this week's Essential Wax uh, and this week the album of the week that we are featuring is uh, Echo and the Bunnymen's Ocean Rain, their fourth LP. But before I get into uh, a bit of detail about uh, the release concerned, let you know that we heard prior to that a dedication uh, for Martin uh, from the Flatmates uh, from Martha's debut uh, self-titled release uh, from 2012 Uh, we heard Smiling Politely uh, actually, we didn't hear Smiling Politely. We heard 1978 Smiling Politely. And if you want to learn more about uh, the wonderful world of Martha from uh, Britain's northeast, from uh, from Durham specifically, I believe, that's where they're from, marthadiy.bandcamp.com. That is where you can source all that is Martha. There you go. Um, so let's get back to the Bunny Men, shall we? Um, Echo and the Bunny Men, the Bunny Men, uh, Ian McCulloch, Will Sargent being uh, the major force behind behind the band. This record was released in the summer of 1984, and it was a record that um, blew my little mind at the time. Um, it's definitely for me personally a uh, a top. 100 record of all time and if uh, if I was uh, forced to go through an exercise to whittle that down to a top 50 top 25 I'm pretty sure it would uh, at least be in the, the top 25 that's how uh, that's how highly I regard this record as do, as do millions of other people I mean, it's not mutually exclusively my uh, my like um, this record uh, as I mentioned was a game changer for me it was recorded in uh, uh, in Paris and uh, in Bath and also in Liverpool. It was uh, produced by primarily Gil Norton and also aided by Henri Lustau. It's only 36 minutes in length, 
but it is absolutely magical. So I'm going to be playing you another song uh, in the hopes that uh, you will uh, like it as much as the uh, the lead track, which is the title track I played, uh, Ocean Rain. We're going to be hearing The Killing Moon. Against your will Through the 
The Killing Moon. That's the first single that was released from Echo and the Bunnymen's fourth LP on Corova Records through Warner Brothers globally. The Killing Moon was released uh, in January 1984 to precede the album release. Uh, and Silver, which is the third track and second single and lead track of the LP that we're going to be playing, was released uh, in April. And the third single off the record uh, was Seven Seas, which we're not going to hear. But uh, you'll be buying the record anyway, or you you already own it, so uh, you, you'll uh, be able to play that at your leisure. Seven Seas was released after the LP was released, and that was uh, in early July 1984. The band wrote the album in uh, 83, and uh, they spent uh, a lot of time in Paris with uh, a large orchestra uh, recording the tracks. And then uh, there were other sessions in, uh, in Bath and Liverpool, and uh, the album saw its debut, as I mentioned before, right at the beginning of May in 1984. I hope I've done enough. I don't want to go into massive detail when I do these uh, choices. Uh, LP recommends essential wax uh, album recommends of the week. I just want to be able to play uh, a selection, two to three songs off said album to give you a decent taster. And then by virtue of that, uh, in the hopes uh, that you'll go out and buy it. All right. So here is the last song I'm going to be playing. Silver. Look at you with burning lips You're living proof of my fingertips Walked on a tidal wave Laughed in the face of a brand new day Food for survival thoughts Mapped out the place where I'd plan to stay Just in case it slips away The sky 
stuff that by Sophie Barker from her latest LP entitled Break the Habit and if you want to learn more about uh, 
Sophie's work, you can go to uh, sophiebarker.com or sophiebarker.bandcamp.com. And uh, as I say, that's from a brand spanking new LP that you can have in your hot little hands for a mere £7.50. Break the Habit is the name of that. And before we heard uh, Sophie's uh, track, we heard the last of three uh, Bunnymen tracks uh, as featured on uh, the Ocean Rain LP as our Essential Wax feature. Um, Up next, one track uh, from the Blue Aeroplanes off their new, new, new record before we get into uh, some tracks by the Nearlies and our chat with the witty, wise and diverse Helen Walker.
What are the golden hours, the hopes that keep us alive? Fleeting moments pass, the workday to the divine. Gonna write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. Start again, start again, start again, start again, start again. Write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. Start again, start again, start again, start again, start again. And in the morning streets, the world's beginning to wake. Separate realities converge, they end or prevail. Gonna write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. Start again, start again, start again, start again, start again. Write it down, write it down, write it down. Meanwhile, the flags are flying. They speak of truth Meanwhile They can't stop lying Meanwhile It's nothing new You've seen it all before Again, again and again Is this the way it is Or something we can transcend? To learn, to grow, to change Connect our feelings through time The past and future's here There's life in every line
That's the uber-talented Helen Walker, a.k.a. The Nearlies. And uh, that's a song uh, entitled Write It Down. And uh, I'll tell you more about The Nearlies. First of all, we'll start off by saying um, that uh, visit the show notes to uh, have the URL burn to memory, thenearlies.com and uh, facebook.com slash the nearlies that's where you're going to uh, see all of the uh, releases that are available you can buy the the latest release on itunes entitled uh, meanwhile and if you look at the description of, of how uh, helen tries to describe the, uh, the the sound of the nearlies veterans of the manchester uk music scene their output is stylistically eclectic and songs often have a strong emphasis on lyrics sometimes humor always delivered with a northern accent can't go wrong there from Bolton uh, essentially Helen uh, in the home studio with uh, her husband Mike who is the, the the drummer for all intensive purposes uh, when when Helen does uh, does record Helen does everything on her own which which blows my mind trawl down a little bit more uh, on the Facebook page and you'll uh, you'll see uh, who Helen deems to be uh, her influences uh, the Beatles Stevie Wonder Jimmy Webb Peter Cook Woody Allen Nina Simone to say uh, that she's talented is an understatement to say that uh, she has a knack of uh, showcasing this diversity is too an understatement. Um, we're going to hear another song, uh, and uh, then after that song, we're going to hear the interview uh, that uh, that I had with Helen uh, a few days ago. Let's get another sampling, uh, and when you do listen to the interview, which is forthcoming, uh, Helen herself did choose the three songs concerned that we are playing, and this is the second of which, entitled Winter Blues. Thank you. 
fall into place to feel I belong waiting for the sunshine to lighten my winter blues should be suitably impelled now to visit thenearlies.com visit the section music listen buy cherish then deliver as such all of uh, the nearly's work is there one two three four five six seven eight nine wow nine releases in all you can uh, pick and choose but do visit the site and do buy some of helen's work it's outstanding stay tuned we're going to be talking to her right now Hello, is this Helen? Is that Sarah? It is, yes. Hiya, hiya. You alright? Yes, thank you. Yeah, how are you? I'm not bad at all. I've just, uh, I, I do, I do apologise for being a little bit behind schedule. I was uh, on the blower with um, a, a band called the, uh, the Flatmates from from Bristol, oh, right. and um, having just ridiculous issues with uh, with the telephone. So. I'm, uh, I think I've mastered the techno- technological glitches, so I can hear you clear as a bell. Can you hear me all right? Oh, good. Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. I thought you might be watching Liverpool. Well, I, I did I did watch the game, and I'm not even going to get into football, because you're either, you, I'm pretty sure you're a United or a City fan. Either way, we, we're going we, we're gonna to end up arguing, so let's let's skip <laughs> over football, shall we? <laughs> yeah, we're I'm hit- religion, I'm politics, yeah. <laughs> yeah, religion, politics and football. Let's just talk about yeah. the fun stuff. Let's just talk about you. And let's talk about let's talk about Manchester. Let's talk about the Nearlies, and let's talk about uh, what we can expect from you. Because okay. uh, I mean, you could be you could even be Bolton fans. So I, I, I might even have been jumping the gun. I just don't know. But either way, we'll, we'll avoid the football. So, yeah. how is the new record doing for you at the minute? It's okay. I mean, it's not been out very long, um, and we're, we're quite a small company, you know. Yeah. Um, so we don't have a lot of uh, money behind it or anything like that. So we just have to rely on people, you know, discovering it. Really. How, how are you? How are you? On that one. Pardon. I said, how, how are you managing to, to handle your own marketing? Because an up, you've got you've got some, you know, you've got a decent repertoire of stuff out here uh, in terms of, you know, nearly double figures in terms of releases, and you've, yeah. you've done a you've done a fantastic job of. Of the artwork and the sleeve work and everything about the releases just screams major label and <laughs> that you know entirely what oh, you're doing. You. Well, that's a big, big thing to me because I was just having yeah. this, this chat with uh, with the, the, the lads before. I mean, the aesthetic is everything, and, and yours is the type of material that I I, I would strive to own the CD because I would want to I would want to leaf through it because it, it's, it's abundantly clear to me that a lot of time, energy, and effort's gone into how it looks, just not how it sounds. Oh, that's really kind of you. Well, yeah, not, well, not, there, there has been a certain amount. It's all, it's always a bit limited because I'd rather be doing music than you know all the all the other bits that go with it. Yes. But um, but it isn't. Yeah, do, we do try and. You know, make it a, a nice package and everything. Um, You've succeeded, but you know the irony of that whole thing is, Helen, is that 
you know, it goes to digital, and uh, most people don't even don't, don't even care yeah. to put a thumbnail of the photo in the songs that they're listening to, which which does my brain in, frankly. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think you can do kind of you can be a bit more ambitious, can't you? I'm not sure, but I think you can get like these digital kind of download, you know, packages with it yes. that are a little bit. But it's not it's not comparable to what you used to get with a, an LP, obviously, or. Well, vinyl, I mean, or yeah, anything paper, stuff. anything paper or card yeah. that you can physically touch and, you know, take take to bed and read if you want to know uh, who the backing singer was on track seven. I, I just, I, I miss that from all the uh, the information. And I know, I know I'm not alone. I'm not alone, but I know I'm a, I'm a minority because if I was a majority, it would, still, it would still be available. So, yeah. so let, let, let me ask you, because your, your work, your work is... It's spanned, I think it's fair to say, it's pretty well a, a, almost a decade now, isn't it? Yes, yeah. And of the Neelys, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, sorry, I'll qualify that as, as the work with, with the Neelys. Now, yeah. what, what's your musical training and, and, and background, if any? Right, well, it's quite, it's, I'm quite old, so it goes back a long way. And, um, well, Helen, how, how, old, how old is old? How old's old? Yeah. Uh, 53. Oh, well, I've just turned 50, so you're in good company. <laughs> and we're not old, we're just older, that's all. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. We're yeah, not, I do, I'm I not do. like, you know, a child or anything. Yes. But, um, but it started just the usual, you know, piano lessons and things like that. But almost immediately, I started working in uh, working men's clubs, basically, cabaret yeah. and things like that. Because still, um, in, in those times it was still kind of booming, so um, I used to work as a, for want of a better word, like a session musician really, just reading gigs. Yeah. But then that, alongside that, I started doing original music as well. A lot of my friends were in bands, and so um, got into that as well. So I kind of had two things going alongside of one another really. And also around that time, I started writing, um, composing not just songs, but, you know, instrumentals and things like that. Yes. That's it, really. And then through the years, I've basically done, uh, I've probably worked in nearly every genre, really. Uh, there's not been a plan. It's just like I've just bounced from one thing to another. <laughs> well, you've, 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 it's very, very hard, and everybody always asks, whether you're talking about a band, what do they sound like, uh, or they want to, they want to pigeonhole you and put you into a into a category, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You are very very hard to box up, package, and wrap up because yeah. there's a diversity to your work that that, that ranges from f folk to pop to, to almost it's almost like you're metamorphosizing into um, a, a musician and an artist who could. Could feasibly uh, produce film scores. That's just my opinion. Oh, thank you. Well, actually, we we have done film and TV music in the past. Yes. As well, because my, my my husband's a musician and a composer as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we did quite a bit of that. Um, and then it just and then we moved on to something else. Things change, don't they? Or you kind of get sent in another direction, and you meet somebody else who you want. To you, you want to work with or vice versa, and um, so we have done a bit of that. Yes. And we both we both love film, and 
um, you know, we think like that. I love comedy as well, so we, we did quite a few projects to do, um, with comedians. We did the Edinburgh Festival and things like that a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, being that you're from being that you're from where you're from, I mean, a sense of humour is part is a part and parcel of life, isn't it? So yeah. it's one of the big things I miss living in North America now is just just that ability to laugh with a complete stranger. Um, yeah. And there's a lot to be said about that. But you know, I, I know about your TV work, but it's it's a big big jump from telly to to film scoring. And I think the it only per- yeah the only person I know who's really done it sort of from 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 what you'd call the alternative indie type world would probably be, would be Clint Mansell from uh, Pop Will Eat Itself. Right. Did, did Barry, was he called Barry Adamson? As well? Oh, Barry Adamson, like, yes. Yeah, you mean from... Did something like that as well? Yes, he did, uh, what, was it East Side Story you did, it was called? Mm. Something like that. It was on Mute Records way yeah. back when, yeah. Yeah, he did. But in terms of just sort of repeat work and, and being invited yeah. to, that, 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 that would be a wonderful thing. I used to be a music rep way, way, way back in time. And I learned very quickly that uh, the audience uh, for people who really revel in film scores is a, a small, I'll grant you that, but a rabid audience who yeah. are very, very yeah. uh, particular about, about their, their, uh, their craft and, and what, what they like in a film score. So um, the, the record right now, where's it being, uh, where's it being played? Are you, are you getting, getting much airplay at all? They're so fickle, aren't they? Those DJ types. It, yeah. yeah, it's hard to. It's very hard to promote yourself, as you know, and um, you know that's I, where other people come in usually, isn't it? But, it is. It is. Well, I, I feel. I feel for you because, as I say, I. I'm a fan of your work, and I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, in that, I did not know of you up until recently, and no. whenever I stumble upon something good. The first thing is, of course, I'm really happy. I'm really happy to have found something that I, I, I just stumbled upon. But by the same token, I also get upset because the only reason I do this program, uh, I don't get paid for this. I take time, energy and effort and play my own records and blah, blah, blah. I, because I want to share. I, I get genuinely excited to share music with other people. It's one of, one of life's joys to me anyway. And yeah. so, so my second feeling is always... I get angry because this has not gained the degree of prominence that it deserves. Oh, thank you. When I hear something good, yeah. So, yeah. Um, have you explored the avenues of of crowdfunding, like the the pledge platform and the Bandcamp platform? I've uh, been aware of it for a few years, but I've I've never been I've never been sure about it. It's, uh, I don't know why. For it's you, feels. for you, I think it would be good because you've got you've got existing yeah. you've got existing. Exi- I'll start again. I can't talk. You've got existing repertoire which you could just port right over there and, and have a presence. Yeah. And for it's, it's great for you know I'm recording a new album. You know I need you know you set you set a target of how much money you you, you need to make for your studio time just to cover costs and, and get the album pressed. Yeah. And, and what I like about it is that if if you want to entice prospective buyers or existing fans you know 
you pay an extra 30 quid to get your name on the liner notes so you get 20 another 20 quid you get a t-shirt so you can really you can yeah. really look after the fans that way it's just an idea yeah, because go ahead. it is nice i think we've done so, uh, we've kind of supported other people on them you know on yeah projects and things like that and um, yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good point. Well, my, my old could it again. It's just that I always feel a bit cheeky asking people for stuff. Oh, God, you, you, you know what? You're too nice. You've got this wonderful product. You've got this wonderful product, and, and, and it's like a well-kept secret, and that's just wrong. Right. Anyway, I'm, I, 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 I'm not here to scold you. That would be very, very wrong of me. I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to encourage you. So... So if, if, if no, not at all. So if, if if I look at you know the the brief bio material, so 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 Mike is he's 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 the drummer and and you're you're in charge yeah. of everything else it seems. Yeah, it is basically me, but Mike plays drums on it. So um, a few years ago, it would have just been like ba I'd be playing like bass and um, keyboards and things. But in with his last LP, I've kind of branched out a bit more in. Um, played a few more string instruments, a bit of guitar on it, and yeah. mandolin and dulcimer, uh, recorder, I think. Um, just all bits and pieces that I've picked up, you know. Um, you you make it sound so blasé, Helen. You know, because <laughs> I learned I learned early on that I had the musical proficiency of a breeze block, so that's why I became a DJ. Because I, 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 I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't grasp it. You know, even, even, you know, even at comprehensive school with with the second hand recorders, everyone else is spitting it. I was useless, at, useless at that as well. So, so when it comes to you, I always marvel at people with with talent who just talk about their talent, just sort of meh. Yeah, it's just, it's just what I do, just what I do. Anyway, I interrupted you. Please go on. Well, well, that was it really. I just, I played more things on it, and then Mike puts the drums on it usually. If, if there are drums on the track, I think on the on the last album there were a couple of tracks that I we used a sample, or a loop on it, and things like that. But on this one, it's been more organic, acoustic, if possible. Right. So when when you record, Helen, so yeah, there's a there's a demo period you go through. I, 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 would, be, I would be sure of that. But when you actually are recording. Um, do, do you work out of a, a home studio operation? Where do you generally record? Yeah, yeah, we have our own studio. We've yeah. studio. We did. Um, we, we always have had yeah. in some form or another. So we're fortunate that we can record whenever we want to, really. Yeah. Um, and then I don't often uh, demo because of that, because they just usually uh, come to me the ideas, and then I I either write the song in its entirety, you know, or, or on on piano or something. Yes. Or the other, or the other way that it sometimes happens is uh, it just uh, grows in the studio. You know, you start off with a little idea and just play around with it and and uh, add parts to it, basically. So it, it, it they are they are almost like demos in that. Uh, and the way they're produced, really. Yeah, you've got, you've got the, as you say, that luxury of having your own studio whereby yeah. demos demos are sort of dispensed with in favour of just nurturing something yeah. track by track by track. So, well, what's, what's, this is a, I don't ask this question very often, but it, if you've got your own studio, you've got, you've got a different yeah. angle on things. What's, what is the most amount of tracks you've, you've ever used on, on a single recording? All right. Um, 
Off the top of my head, probably something. We 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 made a classical crossover record a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, with a chap called Pond Tigan. Um, probably one of the tracks on that, because they were they were kind of orchestral, um, type things, you know. Yes. But I can't remember how many. But I, I do know that it, you know the the computer was ready for giving up. <laughs> Smoke coming out the back of it. Yeah. So you killed you killed a Macintosh just by multi-tracking. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, as I look as I look at your influences, I'm just going all, all over the map here because if you're talking to someone funny, it, it's always a joy. When you say you got influences, you know, ranging from Woody Allen and Peter Cook to Jimmy Webb to Stevie Wonder, that yeah. categorically makes you uncategorizable. Which it's flipping difficult because I was telling a few people I'm going to be talking to Helen from the Nearlies. What are they like? And I'm thinking, oh bloody hell! I just I just sent I just sent them some tracks. I said, this is what they sound like. Yeah. Because they don't sound, they don't sound the same uh, three tracks in a row. And that's that's. No, no, I don't know whether it's a good thing or not. That really because in, most people in this kind of era like to kind of put you in a certain genre, don't they? It's just easier. In every facet of yeah. life, it's easier to put things into boxes, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm in interested in comedy and, you know, it's a big influence on me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it, but I think most, people, most kind of music things that have influenced me don't necessarily come out in my music. But I, I don't know, because I have lots of people that I really admire and listen to, but... I couldn't. I, I I don't put them in that list because I I don't think um, like I said they don't come they don't come out in our music really. I got you. Yeah. So influences yeah. are entirely different to, to to other likes. So so what what yeah. what would be a few acts on that list that you really really like that aren't categorised as influences? Mm, um, probably classical people like Daniel Barenboim and um, Glenn Gould and. Wow. Uh, and uh, who else? I like Winton Marcellus. I just think he's amazing. Well, you just sound like an aficionado whereby you, you are... You, you're listening to Glenn Gould. I mean, that, that is an acquired taste, to, to not to, just to be able to listen to Glenn Gould, but to, to appreciate all the nuances. And, and, and to most people, largely myself included, I used to sell a lot of Glenn Gould back in the day when I was selling music, but... Uh, but uh, to, to understand it in all of its subtleties, that takes a very articulate music person to, to fully appreciate it. And, and again, I can't consider myself lumped in with that because my appreciation of the realms of what you deem complex music like classical and jazz, I'm, I'm much more, uh, you know, middle eight, bridge, chorus, guitar yeah. type thing. So that must be... That must be hard for you because I'm, I'm trying to put myself in your position. If you're if you're lucky enough to be able to have the talent to appreciate that kind of highbrow delivery, um, you're also rendering stuff yourself that is very complex. But you can also render stuff that that could conceivably be done on a four track as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all it all does the same thing, really. It touches people, doesn't it? Or it or it doesn't, and. Um... I think I'm well. I like Glenn Gold because I play the piano. Yes. So, yes. Um, and I, I like Bach, so he's he's the, the export, you know, a major exponent of, of Bach, isn't he? Yes. And, uh, so I love him for that. But 
equally, I, I, I'm the same. I love, you know, I just love songs. And yes. Great songwriters and, and like you said, middle eight, brilliant middle eight. Like, you know, people like Roy Wood who... Yeah, yes. Uh, and, oh, just so many, aren't there? So many great songwriters. There are, there are, and what 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 upsets me? I, I don't know. Uh, have you got uh, kids? Kids, Alan? Have I got what? No, I haven't. Uh, no. Well, I've got that's two. Not. Well, I've got two in a whole basement that's just full of records and CDs, thousands of them, and they could not be more disinterested. I feel like I have failed oh, mis it's... miserably. Yeah, maybe maybe in a while though. Well. There is that. There is that hope that uh, they can retroactively get into it. But uh, all the stuff that, yeah. that that we're talking about, um, I want to share it in my own household. <laughs> I'm not able yeah. to. I have to share it outside. Well, well, Mike um, teaches, so yeah, we get a lot of young people in our lives, you know, through through that. And um, he says it's, it's amazing. Quite, they're mostly boys. There are a few girls because uh, he teaches drums. Um, but he said that they've got great taste. A lot of them are into seventies and sixties bands. Um, surprisingly. Well, that's great because I'm only privy to the little uh, microcosm that is my kids' world and their collective group. That they think that the pinnacle of musical talent is Drake, and I want to jump off a bridge. Right. <laughs> so, see, so you get you get the drift. I was going to ask yeah. you. I was going to ask you. And this is, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but it's the only way to do it. Is I gave you a scenario whereby you know a couple of people have said to me, you know, so so what are these? What's, what are they like? These like the Neelys. So I've had to send them some songs. If it was up to you, um, to to procure three songs, which three songs do you think would be a good representation of your? And I know this is an oh, next to impossible task, but just name your three that you'd like to best represent you. Right. Oh. That's difficult because uh, you get you get used to them as well, so you can't hear them in the same way. Exactly, and I, and I, and I apologise in advance for asking that because uh, again, it's so uber subjective to you. Yeah, I, I suppose the ones that I'm proud of because I think they're good songs, and there are others that I like, but then I don't think I've executed them well enough when we recorded them, you know, and so I, I, I listen to them and think, well, that could have been better. Oh, well, that's so the artist in you. Yeah, well, that's the artist in you. Like, a song is never finished. At some point, you've got to let go of it, and, and uh, yeah. otherwise you're going to end up in a padded cell. We don't, we don't want that. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, take it, take it from the angle of it's not really you. It's stepping outside of you. and Just to say, look, these yeah. three songs best represent the nearly. So if you understand these three, you've got a pretty good uh, chance of liking our entire repertoire. Right, okay. Well, I quite like Write It Down off the yeah. new one because it's got lots of sections to it. Yeah. <laughs> and Wayne uh, um, Sailing's quite good off the first album or Winter Blues. Sorry, I'm going to name more than three now. It's okay. Well, it gives me choice because and, you're uh, going to be the catalyst to the three songs I'm going to play on the show to surround the interview. So you're, you're actually oh, right, you're okay. curating your own stuff is what you're doing. So I've got I've got to write it down. I've, I've got to write it down. Winter blues. Oh yeah. Okay. We have another element that's um, kind of as you've probably seen. We have like normal kind of songs, and yes. then we have ones that are kind of northern rants. Yes. 
Yes. For like little comedy ditties. Yes. They're quite popular as well, like Team of One and Wind Me Up. Yeah. But, um, off, off, the, off the new album, I think Under the Greenwood Tree is nice. Yes. Um, well, you've given me enough here because yeah. <laughs> you've sa you've saved me the task of of of, of sort of choosing them because it's really really difficult and I don't mean to keep bringing that up because usually you know you're an alt pop indie jingly jangly guitar pop band that's what you are you can't yeah. be you can't be labelled as such so you've done me a massive favour um now is that is that and again I don't, I don't I don't say this in any degree of expectancy um is there any new material forthcoming uh, for 2017. Probably not from the, from the newest because I, I also write um, like classical pieces and things. Yes. So I've got a couple of, of things that I want to finish that, that I'm writing uh, with regard. But I would, I, I would like there not to be as big a gap between the second, this second album that's just gone and the third one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've previously, I think it's six years since our first one. Yes, you're quite studious between releases. My yeah. word, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just because we had lots of other things on the go as well, really. So. Yeah. So would that would would that be under Everyday Records as well? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. Would be. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got I've got one last question for you. And being that you're uh, you're you're a very funny lady as well as a talented lady, this 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 usually stumps people, and and I don't know why, but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, let's say conceivably you're over here playing some gigs and you're around my place with uh, with Mike, you know, hanging out, having a barbecue, then, then I put the kettle on, we have a cup of tea, and I bring out the magic biscuit tin. And I say, Helen, this is a magic biscuit tin. Any biscuit on God's green earth, old, defunct or otherwise, is available to you. What would you choose? Right, well, that's, um, that's a seriously difficult question, that one. It is. It's, it's like the meaning um, of life, isn't it? It's that, that important. I usually, if, if it's a bunch of biscuits, I usually pick the boring one that nobody wants, so that um, I'm not nicking. See, that, that's me. That's me telling you again that you're too flipping nice. <laughs> but um, if post, I think a jelly donut. Lovely, fantastic. That, yeah. that is a that is a sound, solid northern choice, and I thank you for it. So I'll add you to the. Uh, the biscuit matrix, and I'll send you a copy of that to see see oh, who's brilliant. who's company you're amongst in the world of biscuit dumb. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm yeah, because biscuits are an integral part of life, and I'm sure you appreciate that. Um, is there a number one biscuit? Uh, there is, but if if I if I start mucking through, I'll I'll end up losing the screen on my uh, computer right now. But oh, I'll right, I'll, yeah. I'll send you the updated chart so you can see how the jammy dodge affairs uh, compare to right. everything else. But in the meantime. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'd like to thank you very much for your time. and And uh, I will send you the links uh, when when the show's up. Uh, in the meantime, though, please, please let's stay in touch. And anything and everything that you're doing, please, please keep me posted, and uh, I'll keep the listenership posted in the same way. Okay, thank thank you so much for the pleasure. But you know, thanks for your kindness and everything. Oh, not at all. It's. Uh... Not at all. You've been fantastic. I had a lovely time, and it's just lovely to speak to people who are just so giving and very humble. So thanks so much, and I'll be talking to you very, very soon. Oh, cheers, Dara. Thank you. My pleasure. All the best, oh, Helen. Okay. Ta ra Thank you. Bye. Bye. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much, Helen, for your time and uh, for telling us 
all that is the Nearlies. We now know a lot more about you than we did uh, a few minutes ago. Thanks so much. And I do hope that uh, you lot out there are now uh, compelled enough to get off your backside and uh, go and buy some of uh, Helen's material. Fantastic stuff. And it just goes to show, yeah, you have to keep digging to find good stuff nowadays. But if you do dig, you're going to be rewarded, aren't you? One last track to hear, as curated uh, by Helen herself, uh, by the Nearlies. We're going to be hearing uh, one last track, and it's called Wind Me Up. is a nice pricey of everything that is the Nearlies. Thanks so much for listening this week to episode 29 of Near Perfect Pitch. Please get involved with our social media, which you can find all via the main portal at nearperfectpitch.com. Please email me at nearperfectpitch at gmail.com for your requests, uh, impetus, etc. And I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. ta up.